was a victory chat with Jackie McKeever. I'm your host, Jackie McKeever. And on Victory Chat, we talk about everything from um, faith to finances to business. You all, um, because on here, your victory starts here. So because I am a lover of books, we're doing a series called Behind the Author's Pen. And today I have a special guest, Ryan Can, who wrote, Do You Know the Holy Ghost? The, uh, the Silent Whisperer. How are you doing today? I'm great. Can't complain to yourself. I'm doing well. He has agreed to come on our show and be put in the hot seat. Because on the behind the office pen, we ask questions. We get all up in his business and learn a little bit about the book. Are you ready to be in the, ready for the hot the questions in the hot seat? Hey, like my mama said, you know, you got to get out of the kitchen unless it's, you know, unless you prepare for it. So let's go. Okay, come on through. So the first question is, why did you decide to write this book? Well, to be honest with you, it's been a long time coming. Uh, my family and friends always was like, Ryan, you post so much stuff on Facebook. Why don't you just sit there and just write a book so we could get it all at once? So <clears throat> throughout time and over the history, I just got so tired of hearing things that I didn't agree with, per se, mm -hmm. um, when resonated in my spirit and with my truth, that I had to just release mine. And that's what... what uh, made me write the book the basically i just wanted an unfiltered truth to exist in the sense of i've been looking for it for a long time so it's like why nobody just gave me the truth that's the what i always wondered about the whole situation so i wrote the books for everybody who was ever searching for the truth when it comes to god so that's the reason why i wrote it so how long did it take for you to write the book uh to be honest with you it's been a five-year time span but the actual writing process of me actually writing or me actually editing, I say three weeks max of actually wow. doing something. But the book was like, I had to be in a certain space in order for it to manifest itself. So if it wasn't time for me to touch it, I didn't touch it. So when God said it was ready, I, I was like, who is me? Who am I to say it's not, you know? Were there any other delays in producing or writing the book? Uh, as any author or publisher know, there are going to be many delays and unexpected twists and turns along the way. So um, I've battled them, I've conquered them, and now I'm at the point of ready to go full force with the release. So I look forward to what's to come. So who was the book specifically written for? Believe it or not, when I was when I'm presented with this question, I'm, I always say everyone, right? And everybody like Ryan, you cannot write a book that's meant for everyone. But I'm currently in the process of getting it translated in uh, Mandarin, which is Chinese, wow. and in uh, Hispanic. And that's just going to be the first two. I wanted to get to all five top spoken language by the end of 2022. But the book is literally for everyone. I, I firmly feel that everyone have a voice inside of that their head that they interact with, that the world has taught us that it's our conscience. When I firmly know and believe it's the Holy Spirit that's given us that intercession of, of what we know to do and what we know not to do at any moment notice. So that voice of correction, that voice that guides you, that voice that steers you, I'm firmly believe that's the Holy Spirit. So I know it's inside of everyone. It's just, do you acknowledge it as such? So that's pretty much what the book is hitting on. 
So is this the first time you've written a book? Yes, first book uh, I've ever written. First, anything I did not want to write the book, uh, to be honest with you. Like, uh, it, I, my family and friends encouraged me to do all of this. But to be honest with you, I was, I'm more on the lines of getting things accomplished. Like I was in the military, so I got more of a let's get this stuff done mindset as opposed to us talking about it so much. So that was another reason why I kind of wanted to write the book, because it's like if the church is supposed to be a meeting of like-minded people, then why are we going there to discuss why are we like-minded as opposed to what we need to do as like-minded individuals, so. Um, will there be any other books in this genre for you? Um, I firmly say no. And if you look at the about the author uh, section of the book, I firmly say this is the only book that I'm ever intended to write. It won't be a second one. But for some reason, after people write, read the book, they always ask me, well, what you, when are you going to write your second one? And I'm thinking to myself, what did I not include in the first one that I need to write a second one? You, you get what I'm saying? So uh, long story short, for me, it's a no. But for the readers who have read, apparently it's a yes. And uh, we're going to see how God say the rest of it's going to play out. They may want you to uh, go deeper in it or or you know when you when you're dealing with something spiritual it can break out um it can break off into so many different aspects you know um it touches your spirituality touches uh your life your plans for your life i mean for the eight areas you know you it's not just it's not just your spiritual belief but because your belief is the center of what you do you know, everything you do, whether you start a business, get a career, um, marry somebody, it affects all your relationships, you know, so it's, it's, you know, you can build a career off just that subject, you know. Um, so what do you want readers to get from this book? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, a more intimate relationship with God. Uh, Basically, what I want readers to get from this book is the understanding that it doesn't take a pope, a bishop, some person that a lot of people high have held in their own minds in high regard simply because that's what the world has taught us to do. A brother and sister in Christ, is, is, it's, it's, it's a feat in itself. So we have to start to understand the basics so when people present the extremes, we don't get lost in the the, I'm not going to say nonsense, but to a certain extent, nonsense. So long story short, what I want to get from the reader is you yourself is a child of God. Um, nobody can ever take that away from you, no matter how quote unquote sinful uh, somebody might think you to be or note you to be in a sense. Uh, that, that doesn't change that God can't come into your life at any moment and renew and transform you into who you know yourself to be in your completeness, meaning a loving individual. So in a sense, all I'm trying to do is get people to tap into the Holy Spirit and a sense of understanding you can't tap in without love. So they go hand in hand. So the book kind of revolves around that kind of standpoint. So what other authors or people ins who inspire you? All right, so authors, to be honest, none. I don't even, I don't read like talking about, to be honest. I read the Bible, that, that was my main thing when I was in Afghanistan, I kind of honed in and that's what I kind of went with. So uh, 
far as who inspired me along my walk, a lot of people have asked me if I read this philosopher, that philosopher, and I always be like, no, I don't even know what that person beliefs were. So I couldn't argue if me or that person are relatable or not. So uh, who inspires me is God and everybody who's an example of that in my life and a sense of who's led me in that uh, path. So shout out to all of the people who has uh, nudged me in the right direction along the way. Do you have any favorite um, biblical stories that like really resonate with you? Favorite? Favorite. My favorite would have to be, for me personally, the one that I stand on is when Jesus was uh, presented with an obstacle when the Pharisees sent somebody over to test him. And uh, they asked him, should he pay taxes to uh, Jesus? And Jesus knew it was a trap. And he actually spoke to the Pharisees in a manner where they knew he knew that they knew they was listening and he knew that they was he was speaking directly to them. So what happens in the, the plot of the Bible, a lot of people haven't read it as a story. So mm -hmm. like it doesn't appear to them as a movie in their mind. Whereas for me, it was a big movie. Like so this scene was epic because at this point, they trying to send somebody to tempt them and to get them in trouble. And Jesus' answer was, what's that on a penny? So everybody, you know, looked around and obviously on, on the penny or the coin, depending on the text, it was a picture of Caesar. So Jesus said the most slickest thing ever. And it goes over a lot of people's head because, like I said, if you can't capture that essence as a movie, you don't really grasp what Jesus was saying. And he said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. And he had an S on it. So he was talking way more than that one coin. He was talking way more than taxes. And when the God's children can finally grasp that that coin belonged to Caesar and every coin that had a stamp of his face belonged to Caesar, if we actually gave to Caesar's what is Caesar's, that means give Caesar back his money. And then it say, give God what is God's. Isn't that everything? Mm -hmm. including me and the whole entire world, his kingdom in a sense. So that verse for me stands out tremendous because it's uh, inspired my plot to, uh, I have the nonprofit uh, Father's Way um, that I want to run out. So it's, 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 it's uh, more or less along the lines of empowering the uh, urban communities and the impoverished and the, you know, the whole list of uh, ailments that suffers different communities and different people. So that's kind of been my uh, guiding pot on life is, you know, let's serve God and not man in a sense. So I, I look forward I, to I actually really like that. I really like that story because uh, for me, that story meant that you can get a point across without losing your cool, you know? Oh, most definitely. Like, it, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it has so many, it's like in any movie, the action scene or the scene plays out what you hone into is what you hone into what inspires you which what the holy spirit is is moving inside of you at that point in time and that's the reason why a lot of people say they can read the bible on a multitude of times and get something different it, 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 the thing is is your spirit is getting fed and until you honestly understand you should take it in from your spirit then you're not understanding it's like you can have a five course meal you didn't set through the whole thing but then at the end of it when you get home you're hungry because you was overwhelmed by the food and you didn't actually eat 
you get what I'm coming from? So mm-hmm. in a sense, it's like we have to slow down to digest the meal. And the part of that is understanding the story to be a story and not just scripture. The Bible is a story. And I think that we as a people of 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 uh of of oppression, I shall say, have forgotten that the story hinges on one main character and one main character alone and that's Jesus and I think that we have lost the sight of what Jesus was intending to do for God's kingdom and that's who we are supposed to represent and embody and on top of that fulfill the mission of so I think that we have done a disservice to Jesus by highlighting so much Old Testament so much this so much that and not the true message of Jesus, which is simply love one another. What's so hard about that loving part? One I've been saying that twenty years. People got that. listen. We could have a whole different podcast on this subject. I've been saying that for twenty years. I yeah. said, well, basically, he's teaching you to love each other. That's you know? all, it hinges and on that. Because the people, uh, people. Okay, I'm speaking by opinion. This is just my opinion. People get talking facts. Wrap, I'll say it. Wrap up and uh, nonsense. It's yes, that it's important that you understand the, the difference between spirituality mm-hmm. and religion. Big difference. Big, 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 big. Difference. And people believe that those things are the same things, and they're not. It should be though. The thing about it is, your religion should, if you practice the Bible. Your religion, which is the Bible, should mm-hmm. point you to your spirituality because the Bible, it tells you, you have to worship in spirit and in truth. So True. obviously it's telling you it's a spiritual thing. The biggest misnomer out there is they're not telling the truth of what is the spiritual thing. A spiritual thing is how you think. That's how simple a spirit is. It's how you are thinking at any moment notice. That's what spirit are you in. You get what I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. So when people used to say in the old in the old days, be of good spirits, you get what I'm coming from? They was just risk, wishing well on you, be positive, be joyful, be happy. You get what I'm coming from? So in a sense, we're not understanding that the mindset we should have is a mindset strictly of Christ. But it sounds like it's too much to the believer in the beginning because they're like, how can you believe as Jesus? Even though when you say that's what you say you are, I believe as Jesus believed. So we're getting... We're, we're, we're missing the boat on the message of Jesus in my belief. So on top of that, I feel like Jesus wouldn't have died for no reason when he didn't have to. And the fact that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is what he released in his debt should signify to us, we might want to give it some importance and give it to, it's just due. That part, that part, I knew this was going to be good. Okay, so where we at in these questions? Okay. Um, what advice would you give somebody who's writing a book for the first time uh, a lesson that you learn always be true to yourself because at the end of the day they're going to have a lot of people who want to tell you how you should convey your story and only you can convey your story the way you know your story to be so with that being said you have to take ownership of your thoughts you have to take ownership of everything and, and, and not pass the buck alone. Meaning you be the best editor you can be. You be the best whatever you can be. And then at that point, if you need outside help, then get it. But on top of that, 
go back and do your due diligence of perfecting it yourself. Don't ever think just because you spent a dollar that that dollar is going to give you a return of a good product. Always go and check your product because your name is going to be behind that. And if you don't want to present something to people that's subpar, then it ruins your name completely. Also, only work with people who have your best interests at heart. This publishing community, to be honest with you, is a bunch of money-hungry individuals who, you know, I understand everybody needs to make make money, but it, we would make way more money working together, having where we have uh, pop-up bookshops where everybody who's going to come to the pop-up is obviously a reader, so authors working together would obviously have more people to come in with a reading on their mind to buy a book, you know what I mean? It's, it's more with love, period. Mm-hmm. So we need to network in love. So with that being said, if you don't feel the love, dust your feet off and keep walking until you find it. And uh, long story short, uh, Father's Way Publishing is coming soon. So I promise you, I'm not trying to take nobody money like that. The only thing I'm gonna do is give you your ISBN number, set you on your path and, and let you be great. Cause I already know my book is gonna be destined for greatness. So I don't need <laughs> your money. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. So, um, could you give a quick blurb uh, or a sample that's in your book and let and let uh, others know where they can buy it? Um, so, uh, all right. So, let me tell you the dilemma that I'm having right now. Right. So, I saved the portion of the book that I was going to read on my phone, mm-hmm. but I'm using my phone right now on the uh, live. So I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to walk to get to the book. So the the camera angle might look crazy for two seconds. Okay, that's okay. But I'm getting a book as we speak. And then I I already know I want to. It's a a part in the book where um, the way the book premises is, is I give a singular account. Like basically I'm giving you me in a sense. And then it flips from me to we. So each chapter has the beginning is from me just speaking my truth to me having the understanding that if my truth is the truth, then my truth and your truth should be the same because the truth is the truth alone. I can't, I don't own it. The only person who owns the truth is God. So with that being said, if the Holy Spirit in me is saying this is the truth, then the Holy Spirit and you should be saying the same thing. Otherwise, I'm just lost in the sauce and I don't know what I'm talking about. So we about to find out. And uh, I'm getting to it right now. I promise you it's not gonna be. All right, so, um, This comes off of page 13 in my book, so it's relatively early in the book. And it reads, well, why doesn't anyone explain or present this information? They haven't been chosen. Haven't been chosen? Where do I go with that information? Just keep walking. I guess I have to stop putting, stop trying to put the milk before the cow. As are we as humans really that bad? Can we really truly identify ourselves as negative? Why would we ever identify ourselves to be something other than good? We work our entire lives to build up a relationship and a reputation of credibility. Therefore, we never want to accept 
that we are inherently bad as individuals. As extreme as everything we've been taught has been, no one wants to admit to the extreme of being bad. By thinking of the extreme of anything, to be in the middle of that extreme make you not the extreme. The carnal mind keeps alive the idea that we can be good on our own accord. Due to the compare and contrast society we live in, no one accepts negativity as a trait we carry along with us. We never want to admit to ourselves that we are negative, especially if there's a possibility that someone <clears throat> else is truly positive. No one wants to admit to all the knowledge and understanding they are lacking. Everyone's, everyone wants to feel superior in some way, overlooking what being equal to others truly brings. All these issues with self-identity lead to a lot of confusion in our own minds and therefore our behavior as well. We want to overlook our wrongs so badly, we never find a way to fully release our past sins. Likewise, we are never fully able to forgive others. By our minds constantly bringing up our past sins, we naturally keep a record of others' wrongs too. We are ready to always prepare to defend our pride, ego, and vanity. So providing facts and evidence of others' past wrongs becomes, I'm just telling the truth. Hmm, that was deep. Oh, the book is extra deep. And, and as you can see, that's early in the beginning. So mm. it doesn't it doesn't waver from there. Um, the uh, I'm gonna have to send you a copy, but the table of contents um, is broken down to three days. So the people who have understanding will understand that. And um, the day one is getting to know God, the carnal mind, the transition, grace and mercy, favor is fair, receive favor, being fatherly minded. So you take people on a journey to through Oh, it. yes. You're teaching yes. them. In, in a sense, I'm taking you from being strictly carnal all the way to being completely spiritual. So the, the way I wrote the book was I was thinking to myself, how can I tell my 19-year-old hard-headed self a story that would be impactful and meaningful that I would actually be able to relate to? So I basically looked at my nephews <laughs> and my own sons and I understood they were the hard-headed little kids mm -hmm. that, in a sense, I am or I was. So with that being said, when they read the book and they got it, that's when the most joy came for me, in a sense. So it really, No Kitten, approaches you on the level where we all need to be approached on. And that's our carnality. That's our raw truth. That's us not knowing God is telling us he wants something better because at first it comes across as we can't do this i can't do this i can't man well go why i'm gonna follow you of all the things i can do when i think of you is what i can't do and not what i can do so mm -hmm. the old testament is a full of i can't 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 whereas god is a god of we can you get what i'm coming from and with that being said the book is a cool journey to get us back to being the head and not the tail simply by if you believe in God, then obviously I, tell me where I lied. You can you can always tag me and be like, Ryan, you lied on page, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know? And I have to own up to it, you know? So it is what it is. I look forward to the uh, dialogue and the conversation that the book should generate. That's awesome. Well, thank, that's all our questions. Oh, you forgot to tell them where they can purchase the book. Oh, actually. on Amazon. It's on Amazon right now. And uh, all you gotta do is search for, do you know the Holy Ghost, the Silent Whisper? Right now, they're currently uh, $19.99, but um, I'm gonna try to work 
so I could get it down some. Uh, but everybody, like, Ryan, why you keep trying to sell yourself short? You know, and I'm thinking to myself, the message is way bigger than a dollar. That's a good price. You could leave it like but, that. But uh, I just don't want, you know, like, for me, I don't want $20 to be the reason why a person don't have a relationship with God. So oh, okay. that that's the reason why, for me, I'm going with the whole nonprofit thing so I can yeah. get the nonprofit to be able to buy the books at, at extremely cheaper rate so I can just give them out to be honest with you. That's my- Oh, that's yeah. good. That is good. Look at you. Yeah, I'm not trying to get rich. I'm trying that's to- That's really, good. If you read the book, uh, I got an excerpt. I guess I could have said that where uh, I realized that the vision that God had gave given me, it was essentially heaven on earth. So- mm. Uh, mm -hmm. The Lord's Prayer is essentially heaven on earth, mm -hmm. but um, you just got to open your mind and get the revelations for it to be achievable. So we about to see if we about to have heaven on earth in a little while. Hey. You know? <laughs> Thank the you so much. The believers got to unite, right? Yes. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thank you for sharing the insert of the book. Thank you for writing the book. Thank it you for having me. It sounds amazing. Like, I, I honestly, when I seen the title come across, I was like, mm-hmm, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. And you went above and beyond what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh, well, you did look, excellent. I, I, I'm either going to say excellent. thank you uh, uh, or uh, maybe I, I went too far. I don't know yet. <laughs> no, you did wonderful. You did wonderful. So thank you for coming on our show and make sure y'all subscribe. If you have not subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe and go purchase his book, support his cause. Cause the more thank support um, y'all give him, the more he can distribute this book. This message is not, if you're listening to this message and uh, it is not meant for to stop at you. Sharon is caring, share this book, share this message subscribe to my youtube channel subscribe to my podcast get it out do you know the holy ghost the silent whisperer and remember thank you for listening to victory chat with jackie mckeever remember your victory starts here thanks again thank you <laughs>